0: salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flint Broadcasting. Welcome to the show. We've got an action packed edition of Cerrito Live coming your way today. Wrestling time once again as an early bell time because we've got a special guest joining us in this hour in studio from the Coliseum Coalition. Marvin Stockwell will be here to give us an update on the Coliseum. He also had a chance uh, to see some 901 wrestling action at the rec room. So we'll talk to him about that if you've still not been out to the rec room yes i'm talking to you the listeners if you haven't been out to rec room for 901 wrestling uh yet need to get out there the next show is next saturday but we'll talk about uh that with marvin in the coliseum uh coming up later on this hour also uh at 11 we've got uh oh ernie blurred without fear to fear is back uh a regular part of this show uh stopping in to talk some wrestling of course jerry lawler joins me every week you will join me Uh, Today, And we'll talk about wrestlers who, uh, current wrestlers who would have just uh, been really over in the Memphis territory back in in the 80s. So we'll talk to the King about that and more coming up. There's a pay-per-view tomorrow, apparently, with WWE. There was a big one with AEW last week. But we start every week talking about what we remember from the week in Memphis sports. We do so with Local 24 Sports Reporter and Anchor. She's also the co-host of the Still Not Married podcast. She is Jessica Benson, and she joins me now.
1: Ladies
2: and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce you, he's a friend of mine, yes, yes I am, and he
1: goes by the name, (laughs) Jessica
0: Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. Alright, let's take a look back at the week. It was a much better week. Last week was it was it was a tough one to How get. How
1: quickly through. things change <laughs> in sports, isn't it grand?
0: Week by week by week. That's why we put together these time capsules because uh, <laughs> uh, it really is. It really is it's it's amazing. But uh so what will we remember, Jessica, from this past week? What would, what do you think Memphis fans will remember uh from this past week in sports here in the Bluff City?
1: Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing from this past week uh, would have to take us back to Last Sunday, and was it wait was it Sunday or Saturday? My brain is mixed together when Tigers and Grizzlies were both playing. Saturday,
2: Sunday, Saturday,
1: Saturday, Saturday. 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 yeah, two yeah, games right happen. after we talked to you in the morning. Carl, um Carl so remembers this last Saturday night uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers and all of those wonderful Lakers fans coming out of their their caves in Memphis who got to go and and they might have came for LeBron James and. Anthony Davis, but hey, they had to stay for John Morant. I mean, that Grizzlies win over the Lakers and John Morant's performance—that that is probably one of the John Morant games that we will remember uh, from his rookie season and oh, yeah. what he did that night. I know you will, <laughs> and uh, just what it meant for the for the Grizzlies and what it what it transformed into over the next three games. Obviously, uh, it sours a little bit with last night's loss to the maps on the road, but you can't, you know, A, you can't beat everyone, and you can't beat everyone by 30 points. But with uh, the game against the Lakers being at home, uh, John Morant coming out of that and having his moment calling out a certain man on Twitter who had aggravated him a little bit to come out and, and dedicate his performance to him. That man had said that John didn't have the fire in his eyes anymore, hashtag no chip, and John Morant came and was like, I'll show you no chip and, and goes off for 27, 14 and seven. So um, I just that that game could be a tide turner for the Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies make the playoffs, we will look back at that game and say, you know, that that was really the the start of the turn uh, for them, cementing themselves as the eighth seed. If they don't make the playoffs, uh, you'll look back at that game as one of the happiest and most joyful moments of this Grizzlies season that has taken uh, a direction that no one expected at the beginning of the year. And, you know, there was no reason why the Grizzlies should have done that to the Lakers, especially given that they were riding a five-game losing streak and things were trending in the wrong direction, and they're with without Jaron Jackson Jr. and without Brandon Clark and still haven't had an appearance from Justice Winslow. And yet John Morant goes out and leads them. To that against the best team in the Western Conference against LeBron James and in front of a crowd that generally um, is a little different than a typical Grizzlies crowd at FedEx Forum because as we talked about last week, there are Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are a national franchise and there are fans everywhere and they come out and they want to go and see LeBron James and they pay a bunch of money at this point to do that and instead they pay a bunch of money to watch the Lakers lose to the Grizzlies and that's like quintessential... (laughs) Memphis perfection,
0: right there. Right, uh, the you talk about if the Grizzlies make the playoffs, of course they will uh, be matched up more than likely with the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers in the in the playoffs. And the, and the Grizzlies, uh, anytime the Grizz beat the Lakers, it's a big deal. But Ja had an awesome game, and it it happened, of course, on 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 the same day that we found out on this show that uh, my producer over here, Carl Morris, is a lifelong <laughs> Lakers fan. He was a fan of the Lakers for at least almost about 365 days before the Grizzlies moved town. And Yeah,
1: it <laughs> that, legitimatizes it, sure.
0: But, uh, woo, what a game was that? I will not forget that game.
1: I won't either.
2: I promise I will <laughs> And then John Morant basically has another m- most memorable missed dunk. Yeah, he tried to take out Anthony
0: Davis. No, oh, come on now. Uh, the uh, he we're not going to remember those. The what we what about this jersey swapping situation? We spent a lot of time last night talking about. There's going to be Kobe jerseys in the building, but now we mm-hmm. have. Le- there
2: was a lot of LeBron jerseys.
0: Lots of a LeBron. Lot, I seen
2: a few because I went downtown afterwards. Like later on that night, I seen a lot of.
0: I seen a lot of Lakers jerseys
2: on Beale Street.
0: Which jersey were you wearing?
2: I didn't wear a jersey.
0: Okay, but the
2: mine's <laughs> on the process of getting Frank.
0: But the the, the the newer NBA tradition of these players swapping jerseys out. So Josh switched his jersey out with with LeBron James. Uh, is that did well, that Well, it was kind of a
1: it was a it was a unique situation because what happened, to my understanding, is that LeBron James sent Ja Morant a signed LeBron jersey um, out of as a token of respect and and you know recognizing ja as one of the future faces in the NBA. And so some players might receive that as mm-hmm. as a gift and not do anything <laughs> and what Jaw did was Jaw sent LeBron back a signed Ja Morant jersey I, I which I just it. think is is so very Ja Morant because I I don't think it was out of, you know, any level of like not like uh, like nagging or being like, "Oh, you, you sent me your jersey—that's disrespect." No, it was just Jaw saying, "Hey, I, I'm on the same level as you." If you not, yeah. you know, not if you where get... he's at now, but where he's right. going or where he plans to go and, and the level he plans to achieve. And so, I thought it was a really nice moment that once again just points out the confidence that that lives inside of Ja Morant. This man is not afraid of anything. This man does not back down from challenges, and he doesn't. Back down from you know, seemingly having to feel like he is he is on the rise in the NBA. He he knows he is on the rise in the NBA, and he knows that at this point in time, you know people people need to know who he is. People need to respect who he is, and he's mm-hmm. confident that he's he's providing that as a player in his rookie season, which is just such a gift for Memphis to have. I will say it confidently: the uh, the future rookie of the year playing. In a Memphis Grizzlies
0: uniform. If uh, if anything, this uh, hopefully this can inspire uh, the uh, Grizzlies. If we tie all the stuff back together, is that the the next time the Grizzlies play the Lakers at home at FedEx Forum? No, let's, the last let's, game. Let's. Well, they're playing. But year. If, they play next yeah. next, you think it's the last game? But it could be playing in a, you know in April, right? Uh, mm-hmm. In the playoffs. Just do a jersey swap. Straight up jersey swap. Bring your LeBron jerseys. Bring your Lakers jerseys. And you swap them in for a Ja Morant jersey. Let's get this promotion going. Um, I think that's they, funny. They I think that's gas, a great idea. They do gas for guns, right? We're going to do, just bring in your Laker jersey. Straight Switching up because eventually,
1: LeBron for Ja. Okay. I think you'd have to. You're going to you jump on the
0: bandwagon. Okay, yeah.
2: this is what I yeah. would do. I would buy a Ja Morant jersey. I can't Because, see, I don't have a LeBron James jersey. All my Laker jerseys are Kobe Bryant. So, all of
0: them? How many? You have 8 and 24? I have 8 and
2: 24. <laughs> I have his high school jersey. Oh, you have
0: like, then you have probably have like Olympic jersey. No, that's, all that's, all that's the one jerseys. I really want.
2: <laughs> I want the Olympic jersey, but I, I can't find it. All
0: right. but So you would not, you have all those Kobe jerseys. You would not swap them, no, one I of not them swap
2: out. No, I'm not But I, I mean, it's I Kobe,
0: but I understand that. No.
2: What I would do, I would buy a John Moran jersey. Not just one, I would buy the Vancouver throwback. See?
0: Hey Jessica, we're getting him slowly. Slowly, he's starting to like the hometown. He's transforming. See, you know I not have a problem because he's with a them. Laker fan. He's a bandwagon fan. The Grizzlies won. John Morant, you know, he's
1: buzzing. He's he's yeah, but, possibly okay, the so rookie then, of the year. What is he going to wear when the Grizzlies play the Lakers? Are you going to be one of those fans who wears the half and half jersey? No, no ma'am, no, ma'am, no ma'am. I can't. Well, you I get
0: you one of those made. Yeah,
2: I can't just give up on my team like that. This. this this has that has always been my team. So.
0: A soul divided. What I would do
2: is I would not wear any Laker gear right. to the game. I would, that would just, be that I would, would just show great. up to the game.
0: That would be good. Because you, because you just don't want to get bothered is the problem. Right,
2: because not even that. It's just, like I said, majority of my Laker gear is Kobe Bryant stuff. So right. I don't want to wear and it. And that again. would be, as we said,
0: acceptable so. here for at least the the next year. the The amount of time that you were a Grizzlies fan before, or a Laker fan before the Grizzlies moved here, we're talking with Jessica Benson, looking back at what we remember from this past week. Yes, there was a Laker game. We remember it more so here on the radio uh, because of our conversation with Carl last week, who is, a, is a, uh, I was going to say lifelong Laker fan, but you're not. You like you became a fan in, in the year 2000, and a
1: decade, <laughs> the year- a multi-decade. Laker multiple fans.
0: in multiple decades uh yeah <laughs> but hey let's do this grizzlies i know the grizzlies people listen to this show uh but let's do it. let's do some type of jersey swap it would make sense right you you know you you jumped on the grit and grind when tony said it back in the day you just jump on this let's get a jersey swap here let's get those lakers jerseys out of fedex forum the easiest way to do it have people s- to swap them in for a job i seriously
2: doubt that that's me. going to happen
0: i do <laughs> oh, of course i just said it right now on the radio here i mean I, uh, but anyway, uh, what we will, what will we were really remember from this week, Jessica? We will remember the Laker game in part. We always, you know, anytime the Grizzlies can beat the Lakers, it's a fantastic night. But it happens so often uh, now. What else? <laughs> like The Grizzlies have turned around. It looks like the Grizzlies are back at, possibly in the playoffs. you they beat we Atlanta, have. right? The, the, uh, the, the Grizzlies, have, Are they
1: on a winning streak? I know they I lost they, last I, night. I
2: think they beat the Hawks they right lost after they beat the Lakers.
1: Night, they, beat, they beat the Hawks and the Nets, and they beat the Hawks by – thirty nine and the Nets by to, I meant to look before I can was it like forty one?
0: And I, I would pull it up. Our thing apparently our interest on everything everything it was, was messed up here. Bottom
1: but, line it was it was they crushed both the Hawks and the Nets. And so three in um, a row and, then, of, and, and the Nets aren't the Nets aren't a bad team, despite the fact that the Nets just parted ways with their head coach this morning. But oh, the Nets they? are by no means a bad team. The Hawks are a little struggle city. But the thing that you look at with the Grizzlies losing to the Mavs last night is their schedule is ridiculously difficult going forward. And so the fact that they were able to string together those three straight with the Lakers being, you know, the absolute top notch win of that, that group that you weren't expecting um, and then to win Lakers, Hawks, Nets, um, that, that helps secure that that eight feet a little a little tighter and those will be, huge to look back on because 17 of their next 18 games, I think are against playoff contenders. And then, you know, that includes the couple of the guys they're fighting for the eight seed with. Um, So that, that schedule, you know, it's not just hype talk that it's tough. It it is tough. And in fact, one of the toughest in the NBA, the rest of the season. And I do know that some projections now finally have um, the Grizzlies favored in earning that eight seed. uh, And those, projections were before last night's loss to the Mavs, and I'm not sure how that would affect the numbers going forward, but um, they they are in the quote-unquote driver's seat right now, but it's a little Grand Theft autoy, and there's cars <laughs> all around them trying to run them off the road. So we'll see what they're able to do, but you do have to think, I mean, like I said earlier, they're without Jaron, and they're without Brandon Clark, and those yep. guys are supposed to, or at least Jaron Jackson Jr., is supposed to come back at some point this season and Brandon Clark, I think is getting reevaluated next week. Uh, justice Winslow is still supposed to make, you know, his Grizzlies debut this season. So in the meantime, what their bench has done is incredible. And I think one of the, I mean, we might not remember it straight up as, as the thing we remember from this past week, but I think it was kind of driven home a little further. is just the fact that Tyus Jones is their backup point guard to John Morant. Um, that depth has been on full display this past week, and, and Tyus has had a heck of a week on the court. Um, Josh Jackson has started to develop into what they were hoping he could be after he started the season with the hustle and, and trying to both figure him out as a player and help him you know, establish himself as a person uh, away from Phoenix, where he had some trouble. Uh, that's been you know, a highlight. Gordy Dang has been a huge pickup for them and has done tremendous. So it's just all of these players coming together. That's the thing that it's been so fun is that it's not just the John Morant show. It's everything falling into place around John. Obviously you still have Jonas Valanciunas doing the thing where he gets a bajillion rebounds every single game. And you have Dylan Brooks, who's a little hot and cold, but when he's hot, he's the guy that you absolutely want as, as your shooter knocking down big shots. Um, so it's just everything is everything is going well for the Grizzlies. And that game last night against the Mavs. I mean, that was just an absolute stinker. I turned it off in the third quarter when they were down thirty points and went and watched the uh the Love is Blind reunion show. <laughs> I'm not proud to say that, but <laughs> that is what I decided to watch last night. Um, but yeah, so I think overall just this this week, um what we'll look back on it for with The Grizzlies is, if they do make the playoffs this week, will have been a massive reason why. And if they don't, it'll be... I don't know. It'll have just been a good week. Right. It's, It'll it has been a week where we saw the potential that was there and the potential that carries over for the future.
0: Well, when you're, when you're a young team like this, you, and where we were last week, where they were in, on a losing streak, turn around going go on a, on a quick uh, win streak. They lost last night to the Mavericks, but the Mavericks are, uh, you know, they had a vendetta last night uh, playing for Mark Cuban's uh, half a million dollar fine that he got slapped with, so uh, it. They were they were team they were a team on a mission last night and so losing to them it was not a good time to play the Mavericks. And yeah,
1: but on the plus side, the, the Trailblazers lost too. So you still have a three and a half game lead on the Trailblazers and you still at this point have a oh, I think the Kings are in the same boat, three and a half game lead, and then you have you're up four on the Pelicans and the Spurs. So you still have a cushion. You have a three and a half to four game cushion on the teams chasing you. And so because of how you played earlier in the week that loss last night doesn't necessarily sting as much as it could you turn around tonight you have Trey young and the Hawks coming into FedEx form you have a chance for an immediate bounce back and you see what happens and it's a team that you beat by 30 plus points earlier in the week
0: right uh, so the Grizzlies are looking good the Tigers they keep kind of they winning they want they're, they're
1: they're yeah. chugging along they're like that train that's going up the hill and they somehow still have enough enough power to Still be uh, pushing, but we are legitimately talking about the fact that if if Memphis is able to beat Houston, they play they wrap up their regular season at Houston tomorrow. Houston has not lost a home conference game this year yet. Seems mm-hmm. like a perfect time for it to happen on the last one of the season. Uh, but if Memphis beats Houston, from from what I gather, all signs point to them having a first round bye, locking up that that quote-unquote, four seed in the AAC mm. tournament next week, and they should have, by being the, the fourth team, have a first-round bye, which would obviously be helpful in a conference tournament situation. The last games you play, uh, math uh, would assume that it helps your helps your cause in winning. Um, does a win at Houston tomorrow push them into the NCAA tournament? I'm of the belief that they probably have to win some games in the conference tournament, I would some in my in my professional a... uh, NCAA tournament opinion. AP Vol- one time, voter, right? So AP voter and and one time Final Four ball girl. That's oh my yeah, you've got favorite that favorite thing on my resume. You have attended uh, how many
0: Final Fours though?
1: As well, this would be my. Oh, it's <laughs> just you, like the humble will, brag. You will be this there. This would be this my. I, I do plan to be there as long as the uh, coronavirus doesn't push yeah. me out, but. Correct. It will be my seventeenth straight final four. And my fifth years is in Atlanta. Wait, you and went, my how many is in Atlanta? My seventeenth. Holy
0: man. People-
1: straight. Yeah, it's, it's
0: your it's your thing. I know people who go to WrestleMania every single year. You go to you go to March. They're both played in these ginormous uh, stadiums, and or uh, occur in those giant every, stadiums. Yeah. And they may not. I mean, South by Southwest did get canceled, uh, just uh, yesterday, and so there is question going forward. There's memos being sent out by the NBA on whether or or not games will be. Uh, played in front of no one there's a chance so there, there's a possibility the final four will only be played in front of uh jessica benson and chris luther they're only, only two that are <laughs> in the building go, I'll <laughs> still
1: go. we do we are driving since it's atlanta we are driving so that takes away the the flight element of it You i know nice. a lot of people are starting to not want to fly in these times and whatever um so yes so we will we'll see but yes that would be my my plan as of now is to see. go onward and it feels Right, because it was my first, and I think this one might be my, my last. of My streak, and yes, anyway. Oh, your streak might end. Um, yeah, my where's stri- next year's like, at? Do we know? Oh,
0: you haven't made your travel plans yet. It's I out think there.
1: It's, huh? It might be Indianapolis huh. next year.
0: Again? You like that? Is that I a, do think it is. isn't. What's your favorite place my, for the Final Four? What's the uh, best place to go? Probably,
1: I love having it in Indianapolis just because really? it's NCAA headquarters. It's all very compact downtown. Um, but I also, my my ultimate favorite is probably San Antonio just because it's it just is a really good atmosphere for a final four and you have the river walk and it mm-hmm. feels again, everything for me, my favorite final fours are where you can walk to everything and you really get the atmosphere of the, the crowd and having four schools and four fan bases all kind of come together in one small ish downtown area as opposed to, you know, when you're in or when it was in Dallas slash North Texas and played at the uh, AT Stadium for the first time. It was, you know, you had to take a, a train to get out there or drive to get out there and right. having it in uh, Minneapolis was kinda cool last year. It was just cold. But it was kind of cool. It was really that cold. Bad. Yeah. Kind of cool. But, I do, but really cool I, I wouldn't I would encourage people to Well no, when it was in Minneapolis it was funny. We had an Uber driver who said it was the first week that it was above 20 degrees since like October. So, it was warm and balmy by Minneapolis standards. But yeah. it, I do I do like Atlanta as a location and if anyone is listening trying to think if they want to try to to make the truck over there, it's it's a good place for a final four. It's
0: Cool. And you it's like again, San Antonio, one of your favorites, also for Memphis fans as well, back, uh, of course, in the, yeah. <laughs> the 08. Uh, that was my first time
1: seeing Memphis. That was, Steel like, my hard first time experiencing it. Memphis basketball. Oh, yeah. and, you,
0: and you were there. You were there. That's because that is I the had past terrible, 17 years. I,
1: I don't know if I've ever admitted this in, in Memphis world, but I was a I was a massive UCLA fan.
0: Well, that, that was bad for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was it was awful. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Um, I was in, UC- I got to wear a UCLA shirt. It was my first time ever wearing like a team related shirt because oh, I go with my, I go with my parents who, who my dad worked within college athletics. And so I wasn't ever allowed to show that I was a fan of any team and I was planning at the time to go to UCLA. <laughs> and so I wore uh, UCLA colors and all and all that. And uh, look at what I was rewarded with. So the Chris Douglas, the
0: Chris Douglas Roberts dunk over Kevin Love. Kevin that- Love really starting <laughs> to hate Memphis. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that's First
2: true. you got Kevin, I mean, not Kevin, um, Chris Douglas Roberts. Then you get John ja Moran and NBA both trying to end your career. Yeah.
1: Well Kevin uh, Love's
0: gonna have Memphis nightmares. The so Jessica will be at the Final Four, you know, if it's still if it's still happening. Tigers Tigers, they've got to win that. To me, they've gotta win, according all the bracketologists that I have read, right? Uh it seems like They've got to win the conference tournament to get there. However,
1: that's, the that's re- my opinion. But no. I would say if they do beat Houston tomorrow, that there is a chance that they would simply have <laughs> simply being the operative word uh, would have to get to the AAC championship game. Okay, um, And that that could boost them scenario. into a first four in, or Bra- last four in situation. is bracket-
0: can change uh, by different wins. but uh, I think right. what, and,
1: and this is the time of year too where you're looking at you know other teams on the bubble and you want them to lose. So you can watch all these conference tournaments and hope that you know the, the favorite team wins their conference tournament because otherwise the favored team of some of these smaller I mean take like East Tennessee for example, they are a team on the bubble if they don't win their conference tournament and some other team does, um, then that puts East Tennessee in the at-large pool, and they could steal a spot from a team like Memphis. So that's a fun right, thing. Like, steal. Just like yeah. you're watching all these yeah. these teams fight for the eighth seed and you're, you're rooting against them um, for the rest of the NBA season, you can kind of do the same thing these next two weeks with conference tournaments playing out. It, it could be
0: fun if the Tigers make it to the NCAA tournament. Their recent uh, run, of course course, uh, had a decent week this week. Uh, it does put them like they're n- – They are going to be invited to the not-invited tournament. They're going to be an NIT team if they can't get in the NCAA. And for some point, I was like, maybe they may not make the NIT. But we're for sure going to the NIT, if not the NCAA tournament. And maybe, here's what you do to turn it around here, Jessica, my second big great idea uh, of the past 25 minutes. Uh, Okay. Okay, so Tim Howard is going to play for 901 FC. Can we get Penny to play for the Tigers for the rest of the season? (laughs)
1: Out of retirement, I, think, I think the NCAA you know, rules early. Are a little left. more, yeah, a, a little less flexible than the USL, just just a smidge. Um, but I like your plan. I think it it could work. Uh, and so let's <laughs> let's see what what happens. <laughs> what, uh, what's the NCAA going to do that they, they haven't already yeah. decided to do? Exactly. That's the other thing. That's the other thing that we'll remember but want to forget from this week is that. The University of Memphis will now be um, overseen by a new infractions board and process from the NCAA, and uh, we'll see what that means for the Memphis Tigers, and probably not good. But.
0: A historic first that the Tigers are going to be involved with, and, and you think it's, yes. it's not good that it is this this new entity that will be deciding. We well, don't know.
1: We just don't know. Here's just, the thing. That's that's what I've been telling everyone is, is frankly, we have no idea, but we are conditioned to think the worst of what the NCAA is going to do specifically uh, conditioned to think the worst of what they could do to a school like Memphis and history doesn't bode in Memphis's favor in that situation. But yes, it, it could, this committee was designed to be, um, you know, more independent and less biased and, uh, a more, I can't say the word transparent because there was absolutely zero transparency, really. But um, what it is, is a board of people voting on this matter who are independent of the NCAA. And so maybe it will. And maybe it will set a new tone of this is a more, quote unquote, fair and balanced way of addressing these kind of uh, problems that arise, these cases that arise within schools. Um, But it could also be an absolute disaster for Memphis and If you said that – if you made me guesstimate, I mean, I would guess some sort of postseason ban. And this is strictly guesstimation, hypothesizing, but um, some sort of postseason ban and perhaps maybe Penny is suspended for a certain amount of games. I joked earlier this week maybe they'll do 12 and just be like, look what – you can pick up where James Wiseman left off. Um, Or maybe they'll do the amount that James Wiseman had left to sit out before he left i I, there is no facts leading me to believe that but we just don't know and that's the thing about all of this is is we don't know and it can lead people into thinking the worst and it can lead people into trying to be optimistic and and hope for the best and so until we do know you can pick which side of the uh glass half empty glass half full cup you want to drink out of
0: all right, uh, last thing, Jessica, we better have any time. But the one thing that I did mention to Tim Howard, I do think that is really yes, – at that, the end of the day, that's the biggest huge. story of the week is that one of the – That will be
1: my lead tonight, that no is, matter what the Grizzlies do against the Hawks. I right. will be leading with the fact that one of the greatest American soccer players of all time will be in goal for Memphis 901 FC tonight at, at AutoZone Park. And that is a tr- – I don't even know if people in Memphis realize how huge
0: Oh, I that know how is. huge it is.
1: I can name three soccer
0: players. He's and one, one of, them of them is Tim Howard. <laughs> he's one of them. And and he was the the biggest name and and uh, for the for the men's uh, U.S. soccer team for 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 ages. You're the goalie, right? That's the that's the position. Yep. Um, David Beckham and, and Brandon Chastain are the other two. If you were wondering, he,
1: he is now goalie <laughs> slash minority owner slash Which sporting is, director. It's so he's a little busy.
0: Wild story and possibly is this going to get on SportsCenter tonight? Like, is this is it that big? Is it that big that Tim Howard's back? That's uh, a good question.
1: Uh, I, I I would think yes. It feels like I don't it. think it'll lead sports. I like, I don't think it'll be yeah. you know the oh of a course top not a story lead. on yeah, SportsCenter. But, but I would think that it would it would make it because it is. I mean, granted, you know, he just retired, and so it's an incredibly brief right. Okay. playing retirement. Yeah. It's not like he's coming out of a long dark time where he hasn't been playing goalie. Um, but for it to be happening. Here in the United Soccer League uh, is definitely it's definitely newsworthy, and I'll be interested to see. You know, we don't know how much he's going to play this year, but every time that he is in goal for this team is a, an amazing opportunity for soccer fans in Memphis to get out to AutoZone Park and see him play. So, I think that probably maybe the Thing we'll remember from this week in Memphis sports, uh, even if you're not a soccer fan, um, you might know who Tim Howard is and now he is playing in Memphis. So it's just one more cool thing to add to the Memphis sports resume um, a of big star, right? We've got these stars. Yeah. we got
0: these stars right now. Ja Morant for the Grizzlies. Yep. Even nine hundred and one FC now has a big star playing for them. And uh, not the on the player side, the the Tigers lost their big star, but hey, Penny's still here. So, all right, we got we got to go, Jessica. Thank you uh, very much. I we'll would- talk. To, we'll talk to you next week. We'll watch your highlights tonight because I am very fascinated. They've got my attention. The nine hundred and one FC uh, to where I want to know the result of a minor league soccer Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll be watching tonight. Thanks, Jessica.
1: Sounds good. Have a good one. All right. Everybody, Bye.
0: follow Jessica at local twenty four. Jessica on Twitter. Watch her tonight on local twenty four. Giving you your highlights. Uh, the debut of Tim Howard for the nine oh one FC. How about that? Carl, we could not predict. Could not predict. We'd be talking about soccer here, uh, on, on this on this Saturday morning. But that's huge news with Tim Howard, right? Can you how many soccer players can you name?
2: None. Tim None. Howard, no.
0: Tim Howard. <laughs> big deal. All right. We'll take a quick time out. We'll come back. We're, uh, we're starting uh, wrestling time early, uh, today, a 90 minute time limit and an early bell time. When we come back, you are listening to Sarita live here on sports. 56, 961 one at